I'm a hot girl. I do hot stuff. Spinning income on my outfit. That didn't rhyme, but I wasn't trying to cuss. Okay, hello everyone, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Football Drama. Um, My name is Shadina, and welcome. I know I kind of switched up on the intro, uh, but it's okay. It's an off day, so I don't really care. Um, Today is just going to be a bunch of mess, to be honest. I do have quite a bit question mark stuff to talk about. But maybe, hopefully, this won't be like an hour-long episode because there's really no point. So, what is this? Okay. So, yeah. I'm going to just be talking. Nothing's really organized. Um, I'm not really speaking about anything else other than football stuff. So, yeah, this is just a random episode. So, let's just start getting into this. Um, first, I wanted to talk about Daily Blint. A couple days ago, he collapsed on the pitch for the second time this year. Ajax were playing a friendly against Hertha Berlin, and he fell to the ground, yelled in pain in that he required, or, yeah, he required medical attention afterwards. So, Blint was diagnosed with heart muscle inflammation late last year, December to be exact, after a game played against, after a game Ajax played against Valencia. So, um, this thing is basically inflammation of the lining around the heart. It causes chest pain and accumulation of fluid around the heart. Symptoms can include chest pain, rapid or abnormal heart rhythms, shortness of breath, which is not good since he's running around a lot, and other things, which, you know, those are the basics. Um, during that game against Valencia, he was dealing with some dizziness, and I'm pretty sure that's when they were like, hey, buddy. This is your problem. So, yeah, with this game, though, his subcutaneous implantable cardioverter defibrillator went off, which is placed right below the left armpits using an incision. There is an electrode attached to this device, which is tunneled across the rib cage above the heart and placed under the skin. That electrode delivers the shock. Um and is placed near the heart and reduces the chances of infections. And there's a lot more stuff to this, obviously, but Google exists. Um, And I wanted to just give some info on that. So after this um, incident, Blint was feeling fine and is still feeling fine. He tweeted on the 26th, which I'm guessing that was Wednesday. He said, many thanks for all the kind messages I received I can say that I'm okay and feeling fine so I hope he continues to feel okay and fine and I hope that his health stays intact and that this doesn't happen again because this is scary stuff you know um it's scary seeing footballers like badly injured or you know collapse or something like that on the pitch um because it can just happen so suddenly like this isn't really related to it but like when Fernando Torres he like it's either he and some other player like their heads butted or something and he like fell to the ground and like was just not moving and like his tongue got stuck we're not gonna relive that moment but that was a really really scary moment but thankfully um he was fine after that he was still playing for Atleti and then moved on to some club in Japan that was still doing great um playing wise and all that stuff and he was healthy and still looking good and aging like fine wine so yeah I'm just really glad that you know he's okay well both Fernando and Daly I'm glad that they're both okay which Fernando had nothing to do with this to begin with anyways whatever he's okay and that's all that matters so continue to stay healthy Mr. Blint how old is he he can't be in his 20s um, I think he was at Ajax, moved to United, and then went back to Ajax. He's 30 years old. Okay, interesting. 
let's see what his career looks like okay so Ajax loan to Groningen back from loan spell Manchester United 2014 and then he returned to Ajax four years after that good for him is he a midfielder no he's a defender okay I that's good for him Okay, so next I want to talk about Messi and Barcelona. Um, I'm so mad that all of this mess happened the day after I recorded um, the last episode. Like, I was literally just talking about how this man is unviable and everything. And then, boom, all this mess comes out. And ugh, whatever. Okay, let's... Let's... So I'm sure we all heard about this by now. Um, so I'm going to try my best to make this short because I'm tired of talking about this. And I'm pretty sure you listening probably know more than I do because I honestly couldn't catch up with anything. There was too much going on on Twitter. People were just saying everything. There was too, there was just too much going on. I couldn't keep up. So let me try to break this down as um, quickly as possible. So... Mr. Midget sent a message, a letter or whatever to the club stating that he indeed wants to leave, which good for him. That's his business. But there's something in Messi's contract that says, you know what? I don't exactly know because I tried to find an article, but I couldn't find anything. But other players talking about this and transfer rumors and where's Messi going to go? Like, who cares? Okay. But apparently Messi can leave for free. Wow, which is actually pretty good considering he's worth a lot of money and um, some teams just don't got that money. Apparently he has like, his clause was a stupid big amount. Let's see, Leo Messi clause. No. Yeah, Lionel Messi's 700 million euro release clause at Barcelona has expired. Um, who did Barcelona think was actually going to give them 700 million for this man? Like, y'all really be treating this man like some god. Um, well, it's no longer valid anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But with this um thing expiring... Nobody's going to have to pay that 700 which no one's going to pay that to begin with. Like, come on now. Like, if you set the clause that high, then you just know that. I feel like whenever Barcelona did this, they were kind of just like, yeah, so I'm doing this because I know that none of you hoes are going to have the money to, you know, the money for it. But joke's on them. Messi wants to leave and this thing is expired. So they really played themselves there. But no one's going to pay seven. Who has $700 million? I don't think anyone realistically had that. So, and even if they did, they would have to pay. You know how, like, you know how, like, when you buy something, you can either pay the full thing or you can do, like, like a $29 payment every month. Until you, I feel like it would have to be like that, which is still absurd because I take, like, like, five plus years to finish paying. So, yeah, Barca was dumb for that. Um... Anyways, Manchester City is obviously in talks. They've been in talk for like three years now. Um, PSG as well. Like I said last week, my brain is big. And NYCFC, which if Messi steps foot in this godforsaken country and plays in the MLS, it's over with. Now, of course, I would prefer for him to play at Atlanta United because that's my team or whatever. But we have our own GOAT, Joseph Martinez. So... Back to this mess. There's just so much. I don't even know. There's just too much. Um, I saw videos and pictures of Barca fans protesting and even breaking into the Camp Nou, which, lol. Um, Bartomeu, 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 I think. The president of Barca said that he would step down if Messi agrees to stay, which, no. It doesn't work like that. If the man says he wants to leave, then he wants to leave. I don't think he said, I'm going to leave if you go. No, I said that wrong. I don't think Messi said in his thing that he was going to stay 
depending on whether you were going to leave or not. He wants to leave. Messi wants to leave. So whether you leave or not, Messi's leaving right with you. So y'all can both go, to be honest. Um, so yeah, that's really it. Whatever happens, happens. Messi doesn't want to stay at Barca, and y'all really just got to respect that. And I know that's easy for me to say because I'm not up his ass, and I'm not the biggest fan of him. Like, I can appreciate him as a great player. Yes, he scored 500 million thousand goals. He's assisted. He's won so many awards. I can appreciate that, and I get that. Like, yes, Messi is a good player. I'm not going to deny that. But if he wants to leave, leave. Let him leave. Like, what y'all going to do? I mean, they already broke into Camp New, but still, what else are they going to do? Break into his house and tell him, no, let me wash your feet so you don't leave? Hell no. Let that man go. I, I, all right, that's enough on that. Um, so I saw this video on Twitter and it was just full of question marks from top to bottom. Paris Saint-Germain and Lyon were facing each other in the women's UCL. And I saw this video on Twitter and... <sighs> Um, I don't know why my nose is running all of a sudden, but I'm gonna ignore her. Um, PSG Sandy Baltimore, which sounds like an American name, but she's French. Let me double check. Yeah, she's French, which is interesting. She's only 20. <gasps> she's a baby. I mean, she's older than me by a couple months, but what? She's a literal baby. Oh, so this makes me even more mad. Hold the front door. Hold the front door. Let me translate this article to English. I couldn't find an article on this beforehand, but now I see this one from Mundo Deportivo. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, 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 yep, 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 got it, I got it. So, Miss Baltimore was subbed off, and um, they were down a goal. PSG were down a goal, and I guess, yeah, this was like the semifinal. The final that gets you to the final, that's what final they were in. Um, And I guess she was crying, this article says she's crying, and this white man i'm assuming is the manager was just touching her all types of gross um if you haven't seen this video you can find it on my twitter or you can probably search for it um but like who do you think you are putting your hands on this baby like i know that i can't say that because we're the same age but i wouldn't want no one touching me like that like before i knew her age I didn't know that she was only 20. I thought she was older. But she's literally my age. I wouldn't want no one touching me like that. Ugh. I would have had to, like, give him a good punch to his nose. Like, he was, he put his hands around her. Like, he put his arms around her. He was, like, touching her chest and, like, rubbing, groping, like, her breasticles. And just, just absolutely disgusting and for those of you who want to play devil's advocate saying if he were to do this to a guy would it be a it it wouldn't be okay whether he did this to a guy or a girl it doesn't matter you don't put you don't touch someone like that like you you don't put your hands on someone like that it doesn't matter if they were your if they were your player for three years or three months you have no right to put your hands on someone like that that in the like inappropriate manner and because, and I bring this up because I saw a reply that was like, so if he did this to a guy, would it be okay? Or it would be okay because I thought men and women were equal. Like, no, it still wouldn't be okay. And you, kind sir, can piss off and get some therapy because you probably need someone to talk to and some help if you think like this. Like, you men disgust me and are gross and always want to bring up how men and women want to be equal. Like, shut your mouth, okay? Like, really, like... You don't have to bring up the fact that, oh, well, if you were to do it to a guy, would it be okay? No, it wouldn't be okay either way. So go cry a river and sleep in it while you're at it. Like, it just doesn't make any sense why he touched her like this. Like, sure, if she was sad or crying, that's one. Like, 
put maybe you can put your arm around her shoulders and be like you know it's okay or pat her on the back but like the way he touched this girl absolutely not so I wonder if this was addressed by the player or the manager probably not like I said before I searched this up and um, didn't really get anything until now, but this article really doesn't say that much to begin with. Let me see if she said anything on Instagram. No. When's her latest post? August 21st. So she definitely has it. But, like, she's around my age. That's gross. He needs to keep his hands to himself. I hope someone clocked him in the store or something because that's, that's gross. Like, if y'all see the way he touched it. Ugh. Ugh. But PSG lost in the end, by the way, if you were wondering. So I think Leon and Wolfsburg are playing the final against each other. Let me see when that is. Um, I'm really not trying to be too technical or anything in this. Oh, what am I looking at? I don't care about that. I care about the woman. Or is it Celtic? No, it's Wolfsburg. Oh, it's tomorrow at 1 p.m. Aight. I'm going to tune in or whatever. Um, I don't know who's going to win this one. I didn't really get to watch them play. So, But Wolfsburg is really good. They beat someone 9-1. Um, I already forgot. And Lyon, I guess they've been doing good too. Interesting. Wolfsburg beat Barca 1-0. Woof, yike. And then they beat Glasgow City 9-1. Leon beat Bayern. 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 <laughs> eh, all right. Oh, Leon is the most successful club in the Champions League. Ooh, let's see if they can get a seventh title. Or if Wolfsburg is going to snatch it away from them. Mmm, interesting. Okay, well, that's really it with that. Um, next, I want to talk about Atlanta United for a bit, not this disgrace. What assignment? What assignment? Oh, okay. Y'all, class has started, and there's just been so much. It said assignment grade, and I got really nervous. Okay, I made 100 on the by the way, if you're wondering. All right, so... Um, was it Wednesday or Thursday? I don't know, but Atlanta United were supposed to play against Inter Miami, but the game got called off due to the players protesting and boycotting. Um, well, I don't know about Miami. Um, I don't know about them, but on Atlanta's part, apparently this decision was led by the players, and the club backed them up as they should. So I was sitting, you know, waiting for this game to be played because, you know, I love my team, even though they stress me out. Um, and I was getting ready to watch it. But I didn't really know what was going on uh, because there was just players standing around. They were all chit-chatting with each other. And I was like, hey, y'all going to, like, warm up or what? And then I saw that it was a bunch of Inter-Miami players outside or on the pitch. I didn't really see any Atlanta players. So I was just – I was confused to say I was very confused um the Atlanta United players they didn't come out of the locker rooms until a little bit later when they were going to take a group picture and they talked to some of the Inter Miami um players and that was really it um the commentators Kevin Egan and some other man they were talking and they were like yeah I think this game is gonna you know be canceled because they're protesting um which made me very emotional I and very proud, so proud of Atlanta for doing this. Um, like I said before, like I just said, this club, as much as they stress me out, they really do have my heart. Like their statement, the players boycotting, and just seeing everything and thinking about everything. It was just so overwhelming. I kind of broke down after it because this is just so real, you know, and unarmed black man um was trying to break up a fight and ended up getting shot seven times in the back and is now paralyzed thank god he's alive i hope he's still alive i'm pretty sure he's still alive but um paralyzed because 
seven times, seven times this man got shot. A police officer pulled the trigger seven times on this man. For what? It just doesn't make any sense. And to see the players, you know, to see players from your team taking a stand, it's just so heartwarming and it's just so amazing to see. Like, I know that teams have done this before across all sports, you know, like they do it in the NBA a lot. Like, I saw a lot of news about the NBA players. They weren't playing their games. And, you know, um, other teams in different sports or in leagues or whatever, they, they do this as well. But, like, to see your team, like the, for me to see Atlanta United, a team that I support and I've supported from their very beginning, even though they're still quite a young team. I've supported this team from the very beginning. Just to see them specifically do it, it's just a feeling that I really can't describe. And I just I just love this team. I love these players. They mean a lot to me. And this decision and their stand meant a lot to me. And I just I just love this club. A lot. And I, like many others, um, I was looking forward to watching this game and watching Atlanta play. But when I saw what was happening and realized what was happening, I wasn't even worried about them playing anymore. I was just like, you know what? Yes, you guys do that. Like, you guys don't have to play. I see why you're doing what you're doing, and this is important to me, and I'm glad that this is important to you as well, and I'm glad that you see the importance of it because... (sighs) Human lives, human rights, these issues are far bigger and more important than whether or not these grown men run up and down the field trying to score a goal. Like, it's so much more bigger than that. And I'm glad to see that a lot of the Atlanta fans, like on Twitter, they were so proud as well and happy to see that they were doing this. Now, obviously, there were some people that were like, you know, um, canceling a game isn't going to do anything. Or me, 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 me. Um, shut up. I beg. No one asked for your input or your opinion. And you know what? If you still can't see why not just athletes or just people in general are fighting so hard for something like this, for this movement, then you really just don't want to get it because I don't know what to tell you. Since since the summer, since May, around May, with George Floyd, this movement really reached its peak and was at like its highest. Um, and you would think that people would get it, but with this whole thing with Jacob Blake, it's very clear and evident to me that people don't get it. And that just shows to me that you really are just ignorant. You really don't want to learn because what's the like? What's the reason? Like, why don't you want to understand that Black Lives Matter and we are fighting for that? Like, we are fighting just to be treated equally and like human beings. Like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know, but if you still to this point don't get it, then you are ignorant and you need to fix that or at least be silent in your ignorance because a lot of you ignorant folks be the loudest ones and it makes no sense. So anyways, back to my team. Again, I'm so proud of Atlanta for doing this. I couldn't be a prouder fan of this team, even though they lost 3-1 to Orlando. Like, three hours ago but you know what it's okay we'll talk about that later so yeah again I'm proud of not just Atlanta but I'm proud of the other MLS teams that have been boycotting and you know canceling postponing their games for this because it is important um Major League Soccer came out with a pretty weak statement I would think by now they would get it a little bit better but you know it took some time and you know what I shouldn't be like that. Um, Obviously, it takes time for people to um, grasp the situation. But like I said before, maybe in the Black Lives Matter episode, um, black people, we don't get that. We don't get to just take a couple days 
and take, you know, a hot minute to get, no, like we have to immediately go into action and, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I'm glad MLS said something, but I don't know. I was listening to the Cooligans this morning. They had an episode. It was their Prem show um, episode, their most recent one. And what's his name? Christian. He was saying how, like, it's kind of like people are mad at the MLS, but he was saying how, like, it's kind of on the players and the teams. And I see that, and I, I get that. Like, I wasn't really – knowing how the MLS is, I didn't really care about their statement. Like, I did. I was like, yes, thanks for saying this. But it was really the team that I supported. Like, I support Atlanta United, and they did this. They did X, Y, Z. That's what matters to me. I don't – the MLS is not a club in itself. I don't support the MLS. I support, well, you know what I'm saying. Like, I support a specific team and the specific players in that team, and this is their decision. This wasn't the MLS decision. So it's kind of like that in a way, but either way, I'm still proud of this team, and I'm proud of the other teams that are doing this because this is an important issue, and it's important that they're taking this stand. So, yes, keep doing what you're doing, boys. Obviously, not every team can win and be the best. Atlanta, please get your acts together. But I'll talk about more of that later. So next, I want to talk about Real Salt Lake. So they have an owner. His name is Del Loy Hansen. He's the owner of Real Salt Lake, which is an MLS team, if you didn't know. And due to recent events, Real Salt Lake decided not to play their game against the LA Galaxy, which was on Wednesday. So, Mr. Dell has some things to say about this. Um, he said, it's a moment of sadness. It's like somebody stabbed you and you're trying to figure out a way to pull the knife out and move forward. That's what it feels like. The disrespect was profound to me personally. Um, white people problems, if I'm being honest. You know, like I just said, there are bigger, more important things to worry about. Your team did something good and decided to take a stand for something good and you feel like you got stabbed. Like black people aren't getting stabbed, shot, kneeled on, suffocated, lynched literally every day. Um... Mr. Dell Computer, you can kiss my arse and you can kiss your team's arse as well. What they did was for a good cause. They're standing up for human rights. But I'm assuming since it's black lives, you seem to have an issue with it. And it's not like you're going to stop making money just because this happened. Like, this isn't the only thing you own, one. So, like, you're still going to be rolling in money regardless. And honestly, you can drown in that money for all I care and sell Real Salt Lake to someone else if you have such a problem with this. Because... Like, it doesn't make any... Like, people really be showing their true colors. And I'm not even surprised because he's a rich white man with a bunch of money. Like, am I surprised? Absolutely not. So, like, it's just... <clears throat> hmm. No words, really. No words. Um. Two days after this stupid rant of his... He took a leave of absence, um, which is good. He needs to just stay absent forever. And he's apparently been racist in the past, which not surprised again. So, yeah, someone else needs to take ownership of Real Salt Lake because they shouldn't be owned by someone like this because um, it could definitely make the team look bad in a way if the owner is a racist bigot. So, Mr. Dell Loy Hansen. Stay hidden, stay absent, and that's that. Like, what? Like, why do people have such a problem with people being like, yes, human rights? Let's let's talk about human rights. Let's talk. Like, a lot of people, and this is kind of random, which whatever. A lot of people, for some reason, think that Black Lives Matter movement is politics. Um, no, no, this movement. Black lives aren't 
political. They're they're not. I think anyone with a brain cell, just just one, maybe half of a brain cell, can see that it's just human rights. There's nothing political about this. And a lot of people, for some reason, like to make it political, which that just shows you how much y'all really give one crap about, you know, black black people in this country. But it's just like, why do people get so upset when athletes want to take a stand for something like this? Like, they have a big platform. Like, whenever... Whenever a black person, let's say a black kid, whenever a little kid, you know, is getting ready to watch their team play and, you know, they are aware of what happened with Jacob Blake and, you know, how he was, he was shot and, you know, police brutality and all of this. I feel like, at least to me, if a, if I saw a team do this like I'm getting ready for the game and I see that you know they're not playing because they're taking a stand for this um I feel like I'm mixing it up between me and a little boy I feel like that little boy would see the significance in this issue and they would realize that oh this is my team and my team is taking a stand for this black man so like they care about black (laughs) even know it's just like there's nothing wrong with standing up for black lives there's nothing wrong with standing up for human rights really i don't understand why there's a big deal with this anytime uh athletes or someone big famous does something good or they take a stand against something there's a problem which you guys need to really go deep into your heart and figure out what your problem is because obviously you have a problem with human rights and you have a problem with people speaking out about it and taking a stand for it, which that's your issue. You need to get help for that because get, I don't I don't know. I really don't know what to say. But yeah, anyways, what was I talking about? Mr. Lake, I mean, Mr. Lloyd. Yeah, you just need to stay where you're at, sir. Goodbye. Um, goodbye. All right. I think this is the last thing I want to talk about. How long is this? See, not even that long. Um, Michael Bradley, Toronto FC captain and U.S. men's national team defender. I think if he still plays, I mean, he's always getting called up. Um, I'm gonna have a sip of water. Okay. Toronto played against the Montreal Impact on Friday, I think. Yeah, I don't know if they played that. I think they actually did go along and played that game. But anyways, out of the 21 players on that pitch, all right, 21 players on that pitch, and I'm pretty sure the refs and linesmen and blah, blah, were on that pitch too. Mr. Bradley was the only player standing while everyone else was kneeling. And he was not the only one. Um, The coach for Toronto was standing as well. Um, You know what? They both made statements. So I'm going to read those statements and then I'm going to judge from there. So let's see. Why did my voice just crack? I... So, Greg Vanny, on why he chose to stand for the Canadian National Anthem, really, it's for two reasons. I have one assistant coach on my staff, Jason Bent, who is American, and he was going to stand through the anthem. That's his choice, and we stood with him. In addition to that, I knew there were there was going to be a moment of silence for the Black Lives Matter, and I was going to take a knee during that period to honor that cause. So I tried to both at those time. Who wrote this, or does he just not know how to speak well? So I tried to both at those two times. Okay, that's what Grinster Greg said. So on the other hand, Michael Bradley, he had quite a lot to say. Okay, let's go through this. 
He said, it's obviously something I've thought a lot about. I've spent a lot of time reading, speaking to different people. I could talk about myself and give you my thought process, but it's not about me. 30 seconds talking about myself is 30 seconds we should be talking about the real issue that exists in society. The conversation and rhetoric that has been created around the decision for people to peacefully protest by kneeling is designed by the people who don't want change and to take away from the real conversations that we need to be having every single day. That's what they want. They want this divisive, divisive, hateful rhetoric conversation where there's no nuance, nuance, well, there's no middle ground. For me, I will always be a strong voice for racial equality. I will try to, to do everything I can to use the platform that I have to talk about things I believe are important. When you look at society now, right now, it's heartbreaking to see the systemic racism that exists after hundreds of years. The social injustice, the police brutality, it all has to end. And I wholeheartedly support Black Lives Matter. I will continue to try to live my life in a way where the people that I deal with on a daily basis, the things that I do, I'm able to help in any way I can change. I can end that change. Yeah, um, whoever wrote this, they didn't do a good job at it. So for me, I spent that moment in the national anthem thinking about Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Jacob Blake, thinking of them, thinking of their families. I want justice for them. I want to live in a world and society where the hateful, harmful things have been going on for hundreds of years comes to an end. Um, okay, Mr. Bradley, I guess, but I'm all about reading the room. You know what I mean? So your actions speak louder than your words. So as much as you can say, I support the Black Lives Matter movement. I want something to happen with the police brutality, systemic systemic racism. And I was thinking about Breonna Taylor. Yeah, you can say that, but your actions and your words don't match. And I'm, I'm such a big advocate or whatever. Like I will scream to the top of my lungs. Actions and words have to match. I'm so big on this because um just in my personal life, I have seen too many people say one thing and then they do another. And that's why um when it comes to like apologies and stuff, I could care less about your apology. You have to make sure that your actions after that apology match with that apology. So let's say you were an awful friend. I let's say you didn't let's say you didn't lock the door we let's say we share a room together and you didn't lock that door you know and I confront you and say hey you need to lock the door because it's dangerous people can come in people get this we have expensive stuff in here people can take it away you know what I mean and you're like okay I'm sorry and then you say you're sorry but you continue to do it. Were you really sorry or were you just trying to get me to stop confronting you about it? You see what I mean? You, I'll only accept your apology when I see you locking the door afterwards or remembering to lock the door. Like, that was a bad analogy, but, like, your actions and your words have to match. And actions speak louder than words. So, I don't get it. I don't get it. And, yeah, I can see, like you know, performative, what's it called? Performative activism, I think that's what it's called, where, like, people are just doing stuff just to do it. Um, I see that and I get that, but, I mean, what he said, if you really thought that, if you really care, why didn't you kneel? I don't understand. And, like, the thing is, if you look at the picture, he is the only person standing like read the room. He, oh, I don't know. Like I, I don't. I don't know. Like I don't want to be like hateful or upset towards him, but like it doesn't make sense. I think it's just confusing to me because the words he said, he didn't say anything wrong, but what are? Why did you? do that you know um I don't know how to feel about this and the fact that he was he is the captain of this team 
and the fact that he's captain the U.S. men's national team and you have black teammates. Um, I don't know how they would feel about this. I know I saw something about Justin Morrow. Morrow, he had said something. What did he say? Oh, this is too long. First and foremost, I completely support them. There's no other two people who have been in my corner more than those two guys. I blah, 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 blah. I've said from the very beginning that standing or kneeling for the national anthem is acceptable because the conversation at the end of the day gets turned sideways. Um... Yeah, um, whatever at this point. I just know that he's getting a lot of heat for this. Um, you know, it's just confusing to me because he said what he said, but you stood. And I don't think that he... Like, my brain literally hurts because I don't know what to say. Michael Bradley refusing to kneel. It's his right, but that tells me all I need to know about him. I wonder how his longtime teammate Josie feels about it and all. Yeah, I... Uh, whatever. Whatever. Um, All I know is he doesn't need to be called up for the national team anymore. He's old anyway. Um, So, yeah, they can keep him where he's at. But it's just... It's just annoying it's really just annoying um i think he kneeled maybe before you know how like whenever the teams are lined up and um i'm not lined up they're in their positions before the whistle gets blown to play i think he kneeled during that but still why didn't you kneel beforehand you know what? Like, if you were going to kneel, like, if both you and your manager were going to kneel before the game started, why didn't you just kneel then? And, like, for people to say, like, it's the Canadian National Anthem, that doesn't matter. All right. Um, in other news, Josh Sargent, U.S. Men's National Team, and Vedder Brainman, I hope I'm saying that right, uh, Bremen player, he scored a goal today in their friendly um, against some team. And speaking of Americans, Gio Reyna's also been scoring some goals for Dortmund. I think they just lost a friendly, though, but we're not going to talk about that. He's been doing pretty well this preseason. Um, Christian Pulisic apparently has COVID, which, what the heck? Um, he, along with Tammy, Mason Mount, and Fikayo Tomori, they're on lockdown and or isolation. So, I hope he's okay and gets back to being healthy because, you know, that's my baby or whatever. Um, my, my, my Weston McKinney is uh, now a Juventus player, which is really random. Um, I think we all thought that he was going to the Premier League. There was just, there were so many rumors about him. It was like, it was like Eden Hazard and Real Madrid and like Neymar going back to Barcelona. Like, it was like every single day that type of stuff and it's so annoying but good for him i'll talk more about that later um but yeah um like i said i'll talk more in depth about certain things next week this episode was just kind of something random because why not it's my podcast and i can do whatever i want um but yeah that's it for today um before i head out something quick um see okay life is precious you know um yesterday I was just chilling just vibing on my own and I saw the news um I got a notification from Twitter saying that Chadwick Boseman passed away due to colon cancer at 43 okay um 
and it, I kind of just it kind of just stopped me for a little bit you know um I'm not even gonna lie I'm not really a big movie person um but I have seen a lot of his work and I appreciate him not just as an actor but I appreciated him as just a person as well um he's inspired so many people young and old from like all ages especially little black children um because you know a lot of us didn't get to see really a superhero that looked like us and so Chadwick and just that movie the Black Panther all together like black people we really got to see people like us being superheroes because we're so used to seeing it be the white person you know what I mean um and I was I just really got into this like thankful mood you know I'm I always try to be thankful and grateful for my life um especially now especially this year during these times because um um I'm sorry I'm getting emotional um it's been a really awful year and there's just uh, every day on the news since like February, March, since the beginning of the year, it's we've just there's just been constant news of people dying. I think every single month of this year up to now, we have I just heard a bunch of news about deaths. I mean, we started off with Kobe Bryant and then now we have Chadwick Boseman. Um, you know, you know, celebrity wise and everything. And then we have just people dying from COVID. And you know, celebrities died from COVID as well. But just there's just been so much too many deaths and people just losing their lives due to sickness and illness, police brutality due to killings and everything you know um so I just be thankful and grateful that you're alive you know I know that this is literally the worst time you know of our lives and life can suck a lot at times I'm not even gonna front this past week wasn't an easy week it was a really stressful week but you know I'm just happy that I'm still breathing um I'm still able to walk and talk and, you know, even though my eyes are a bit messed up, I can still see, you know, I just got to wear some glasses. I'm glad that even if I have just a little bit of money, I don't have a lot of money. I still have some money to, you know, be able to get some food or this or that. And I'm able to eat and drink water. Like I have the basic necessities and I'm thankful for that every single day because I know that some people don't even have that some people don't even have water or food. Some people don't have a place to live that they're comfortable in. Some people don't have a car to drive and just, you know, money freely that they can use or whatever. Like some people just don't have certain things. And I really try my best not to take things for granted, especially during these times, because we're going through rough, awful times. But I think we know that, but it's just something that I constantly have to remind myself about, like, whenever I'm feeling down or I'm feeling in, like, a a mood where I just, like, why is everything like this, you know? I'm just like, you know what? I have it better off than other people, and I have to remember that. And it's just, it's just something to think about. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I just wanted to say... Just please be thankful for your life and that you're breathing right now um, because you just never know. You never know when that can get taken away from you. So rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Uh, um, 
I know this is difficult for many, many people around this world. Um, he inspires so many people. I can't even imagine how some of the children who was who were inspired by him. I can't even imagine how they're feeling right now. So I pray for his family and close ones, loved ones. My condolences to all of them. And yeah, this is not something easy, you know, and he's only 43. He was only 43. He had, he has so much more to do with his career. And during those times, during all those movies and everything, he was suffering low key. And he still worked his hardest to put out those movies and inspire others so yes again rest in peace to him and i hope you listening have an amazing day have an amazing week um we're moving into a new month soon september i don't know what this month is going to bring us but you know what um let's just try our best to stay positive And let's do our part by, you know, wearing masks and social distancing and, you know, um, practicing safety guidelines and all of that stuff. Then, um, you know, fighting for human rights and just, yeah. Also, be sure that you're registered to vote, please, and thank you. I don't like getting into politics, but um, I think we all know what the deal is. So please be registered to vote because um, we need to make a change this election. Because I will gladly move out of the country if, you know, someone gets elected again. So thank you again. Well, I don't think I said thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Um, I hope again that you are safe and you're healthy and that you have a great day, night, morning, whatever it is. And I will see you next week. Actually, no. I will see you in the next couple of days because by the time I record or publish this, it'll probably be Monday or Tuesday. And I'm probably going to record again on that Monday. So yeah, this was just, again, a random episode. I might um, continue doing these because I feel kind of um, meh posting just one day or recording just one day because a lot can happen in sports. But yeah, again, thank you for listening and I will see you guys soon.